You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome into Judd's Hockey Show. It is a one-timer making a return because, Declan Goff, we have these. we have a ton of news on this Monday. What has happened? I mean, we went from four months of nothingness to... To the Wild this morning returns to uh, the trio rink for the start of training camp for the start of the resume to play, which we we now know after the CBA announcement last Friday is going to be August 2nd for the Wild, August 1st for the league. Um, And then we are greeted this morning with the news. Dean Evason has been named the full-time coach for the Wild, the interim tag after only 12 games before the stoppage in play. Uh, the 12 games got him the job. And then, hallelujah, glory be, praise the Lord, the news comes that Kirill Kaprasov has signed his uh, entry-level deal after the Everson news with the Wild. He can't play uh, for the resumption of play. He can play starting in 2021, but the most important thing is he is going to be here. He can travel with the team to Edmonton to be in the bubble. He can practice. So all of that good stuff. Let's start with the news, though, of the head coaching job. You said a month back, I believe, that you thought this was going to happen. I said, I'm not so sure. In fact, I thought that Billy Guerin might go hire his guy. So give me your reaction to the news that soon-to-be 56-year-old Dean Evason, a former NHL player himself after 12 games, is the permanent head coach with a two-year contract now, uh, extension. Yeah, I— I told you a month ago that I, I thought it'd be his to lose no matter what happened in the postseason and the playoffs. Um, I thought even if it was a very small sample size of 12 games, um, I just thought he did enough. I really thought he did enough. And, and I think the contract shows that, too, that it's essentially just a two-year extension. I mean, and, and if they want, they could bail. Um, but I, I think Dean Evason is the right guy for this job. Uh, he, he, the players seem to like him. He changed the philosophy a little bit, uh, which I think was very, very important. And... Yes, what I would have liked to seen some due diligence in a search committee and go out and maybe interview a guy, Dougie Wade, or you go out and you look take a look at Gallant or whoever it is, honestly. But to kind of speed up this eventual offseason, which is already going to be very short and truncated, why don't you just name this guy the coach, and then that's one thing. You don't have to do this offseason. You don't have to worry about it. And then you can go into the offseason with your priorities of, like we've talked about before, finding a top center, maybe a kick around a trade here and there. Maybe you look at goaltending. I don't think you should, but it's just one less thing. You got to do this offseason. So I, I applaud it. I applaud it. I think it's the right move. I like Bill Guerin a lot. He he comes he's on the show. He's a friend of he's, the show. He's phenomenal. He is, I think, um, as candid as an executive possibly can be. Yeah. Um, all of that being said, I think I can say officially now that Billy Guerin and Judd Zolgad don't have the same approach to where things are going with this team right now in this sense. I am not saying that hiring Dean Everson as your head coach permanently for now, because your your point's a good one, it's a short-term contract, um, is a terrible move. But I really think that everything that goes on in the bubble for the Wild is a time for experimentation. 
I would play Kakanen in goal. I would have said, Dean, you know what? You might be my guy, but I'd like to see you coach. Let's say it's three games. Let's say it's five games against the Canucks. Let's say, Declan Goff, that you go into the first round. Let's say you make a playoff run. All of those things, because you're right. There is going, there is not going to be a long time between the end and the awarding of the Stanley Cup and the start of the 2020 21 season, but there is going to be time in which you could have explored your options there. And I think most importantly, seen Everson coach high pressure games. It's why I want Cockin to play. I want him put in a high pressure, high stress. How do you do? Because if I play Staylock, that's not the real world. Like Staylock's not going to be my top goalie in perpetuity okay i'm trying to find that that guy so this is not criticizing it and saying that the Everson hire is a bad hire it is saying that i didn't see i don't see the rush to name him now i see an opportunity in edmonton to experiment and explore things um so i'm not anti the hire itself and you know keep in mind if we get halfway through next year and it's a disaster he can probably pretty easily be fired and paid off to go away uh, I just didn't see the pressure or the need to make the move now to assure uh, um, to assure him of security when I then have time after the season again to sort of say, hey, Kockinen and goal was really good, or Kockinen stunk in goal. I've learned something there. Yeah. Same thing with the coach. I feel like due diligence of what we are normal and accustomed to is just completely thrown out the window right here. Um, and that's that goes well beyond uh, hockey coaching searches. That goes into our world right now. But I think they just wanted to expedite this process and speed it up. And with the way players spoke about Evison, now we've heard that before, though. We've yeah. heard we've heard players say this is our new guy, and man, I love playing for this man, and he's he's going to lead us. And we saw it with Torch. We've seen this before. We've been down this road before, so it's it's scary. I I I'm walking on thin ice a little bit. I understand I could fall through. Yep. But I think Evison is the right guy, and will and hockey is such a knee jerk, not knee jerk, but quick to pull the rug underneath you. Sport that they could just bail on Evison if if um if let's say they get swept by Vancouver and then they do a normal eighty two game season, God willing, in twenty and twenty one, uh-huh. and the Wild are you know that typical eleventh spot in the West, just outside the bubble of the top eight. Yep, and they said, you know what, it didn't work, Dean, and we're we're now going to pull the plug. I don't think I'd look at it as in like, oh, then how dare they have jumped the gun in, on July thirteenth, twenty twenty, naming him the coach? I wouldn't. I wouldn't throw a hissy fit on it. But twelve games, like you got twelve games. I know, you saw twelve games. Torch after twelve games looked like Jack Adams. He, did. he looked like he, did. he looked like Toe Blake. That's the problem here. It's a twelve game sample size where Bruce got blown out, and and of course we had the usual from several veterans. This is so much different now. This is better. He plays. And I do think I do think that Dean helped himself by probably playing the style that Garen told him we should play. Yeah. Like that's my guess. But but Bruce is not a dumb coach. And Bruce knew, and this was the question that I had and why I wanted to see it continue. Bruce knew full well what he had for the most part. And so he knew, hey, Fiala, I can do a lot with. But there's a lot of guys I can't. And so does the style that Dean is going to play fit this roster as a whole, I have my doubts. I think in a brief time period, I think over 12 games, absolutely it does. But let's say that gets to 20 games and now 24 games. Um, I also think that the Wild is in a transitionary phase here yep. where where I have time to learn things and see screw-ups and say, okay, that's fine. I'm changing this. I'm changing that. I'm changing the coach. I'm changing the goaltender. This is not, to be very clear here, 
this is not as much as we might want it to be the finished product yet. And I feel like I feel like you are putting pieces of the foundation into place unnecessarily early, if that makes sense. It totally does. I think when you say transitional team, and I, I think typically when people hear that, I think it's a negative connotation, like as in you are transitioning from being good to bad and you're learning, and then hopefully maybe you'll find your way again, right? Transitional. Sure. But I feel like the wild, when you use the word transitional team, it's no, I think the I think the worst days are behind us. I don't think I don't think we're trending in a, the wrong direction. So I, I like Detroit's in a transitional phase in the wrong direction. They're going to be bad for a very very long time. Or they're genius. Or they're genius, and in ten years they'll again it's be the, the next. Baby. They'll be the team of the decade in the twenty thirties. Who knows, right? Sure. But I think the Wild are in a transitional phase on the upswing, and I think Evison for right now. As we sit on 2020, that is he is the right guy to lead this team. I think the way that Felino talked about him and just the way he wants the team to play. And if that's Gearin's influence that said, you know what? Yes, we know the strength of this team is its blue line and it's our defense. We're well aware of that. But damn it, we need to be an offensive phase. We, we can't just sit on our heels and always right. be counting on transition. But, we got to make mistakes in the offensive zone. But can these guys... Short of short of a few guys, because the Fialas of the world are look to be look to be. I shouldn't say are outstanding players, uh, but can the rest of the roster do that? Is that going to have to change? I feel like the Wild is building something nice. I feel like they're building a nice house, but they're they're probably putting in, as I said, the cornerstones of the pieces a little bit too quickly before they absolutely have to. Okay. Um, and so that that's where I would have told Dean, I would have said, I want you to put Kakin in, in goal. I'm not going to hold it against you if he sieves out. But this whole thing, like this is a very nice opportunity. This play-in tournament, this feel-good return to, yes. to the sport of puck is a very nice opportunity to find out about yourself without a lot of harm being done. I mean, it's not like you worked your ass off to get to the qualifying round, and now, you know, you are you are all in. You can basically say, we can experiment here, and we can find out things about a lot of, of people. I mean, prime, prime example one, is Kevin Fiala going to come back now after four months and being off? Is he going to come back and be the guy that we saw in February into March before they shut down? Is he going to be sort of that player, but also the guy that we saw in October? Like those were all the questions that after after they the uh, Wild got hot, I wanted to find out and see, and I still feel like those are questions that we don't know. And if the answer is yes, that's awesome. But if it's not, I want to give myself as much wiggle room as possible to pull plugs in certain places. Not on Kevin, because I, I think he's going to be good. But there's just areas where I'd like to say, okay, if that has to be toyed with or that has to be screwed with, I still have that opportunity. But I'm with you on the fact that the Everson contract is such where I'm not totally it's not like I'm it's not like I gave him a five year deal. So right. I completely get that. I get that. So Kaprasov, let's go there. Um Amen, it's done. You know what? <laughs> I will say this, Bill Guerin, this is the exact right move. The fact he can't play is stupid, but that's not Bill Guerin's problem. That's a league mandate. But the fact that he can't join your team and play immediately in the bubble is crazy. That being said, and I realize contractually it's not a perfect circumstance, that being said, getting him signed to that contract and over here and in practices and around his teammates and all of those good things is 1,000% what this team had to do. And and Chuck Fletcher, I know, had talked about it. Paul Fenton tried. It didn't work. Congratulations. Bill Guerin's finally the guy to uh, get Kirill Kaprasov to sign on the dotted line. Yeah, it's, it's finally here. And I think even though 
it's maybe not the prettiest landing. You know, we, we wanted a direct flight, pun intended. We wanted to have the exact situation we wanted without any layovers or hiccups or anything like that. But now he's here, and that's the most important part. And if that means, you know, he only gets to practice, but he does get to be around the guys, and he does be get to be able to get familiar with the organization and the team and the coaches, that's huge. That's huge. The fact he was willing to also say that, yeah, there's a good chance I won't play in a meaningful hockey game for six months. Honestly, and and, sure. and on top of the three months he's been off, right? I mean, he hasn't played hockey since April, since the KHL season ended. So he is understanding of the fact that, all right, I'm probably going to go nine months without playing in a meaningful hockey game. And he could have went back to Russia easily and still been there. And, but I, I think he looks at it and says, I've probably accomplished everything that there is to accomplish there. And now that he is over here and it burns the entry level first year and we have to go into restricted and unrestricted free agency a lot earlier than we wanted to. That's the problem. That is the issue. But I do think we'll be able to figure that out. That that figure out that issue down the road. That's the problem. Yeah, and and, and if you are Garen, in, in my mind, you had no choice but to try and get this contract signed because if he had gone back or stayed in Russia and played in the KHL again, then the problem becomes they certainly were not going to allow him to leave in December of next year, and now he signed to a one year contract again there, and so yeah, the the wild. The Wild made the best of a situation that was made more difficult by the National Hockey League than it than it should have been. And I know that these contracts and part of the bargaining chip for the league itself was to not allow guys like Kaprasov to sign immediately and play, where if we hadn't had COVID-19, they could have signed in May or he could have and played. Uh, so kudos to the Wild for finally getting a guy who could be, should be, not could be, should be, should be a difference maker the second that he can play. Number 97. Number 97. Guy, I guy. love that. You got the number. God, I love that. I love unique numbers. I love, I, I hate McDavid's traditional got numbers. It. McDavid's got it. Great. And now we have the uh, Russian I'm fine. McDavid. I don't care what he wears. We have the Russian Connor McDavid. I, now, now the key, <laughs> now the key is this. Now the absolute key for Bill Guerin, wild offseason plan, when this gets done, where are you going to find that center? And well, that becomes the key question. And that, that's and that becomes the okay. Question. So, where, but let's let's also let's, find that, let's let's flush that out. So, we're looking at offseason tasks back in March, right? Like, all right, well, we have to hopefully maybe get Cappers off over here before the season ends. But maybe it's more like the summer. Sure. We have to figure out our head coach. We have to figure out our free agency needs. We have to figure out our draft needs. Where we draft, like a lot of those solutions are now, or a lot of those problems have already been answered. So now it's, I think, if I'm Bill Guerin, I'm looking at the short list that. That list is very short, and you now know what your number one task is. It's to find a number one center. And with that salary cap staying the same, mm-hmm. um, I think, and players that are also entering maybe the last year of their contracts, that it's going to be more enticing of teams to say, you know what, we don't want to deal with paying this guy in a year, so we're going we're gonna to bail on him. And it's going to co- create organized creativity chaos, I think is the best way I can form that sentence. So okay. if that means... I I mean my guy RNH is going to be entering his free agency year, Judd, and he's going to what's want a big payday. What's the salary cap though? What's the salary cap? Right now he's making about 6. Okay. So so what's he going to get on the market? And what is your That's the problem. 2 years of a flat salary cap now are going to make it because keep in mind Kaprasov's contract going to come up. Fiala's contract going to come up. Those guys aren't going to be cheap. So that's the question is and, and this is why I'm in lockstep with you on Give, find your goalie. And that's why what you're saying is why I would play uh, Kakanen 
against the Canucks? Because if he's my guy, do you know what I've done? I have, I have solved. An, a, you have a rookie quarterback contract. Exactly. But, but I don't have the room, I don't think, I don't have the room or the luxury of earmarking in two years goaltender, Top center. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't do that, man. It's hard. Not with this. Not with the cap. Not Correct. not with things being as they currently are. So I got to pick. And I'm sorry if I can pick. I want the best center. I mean, Eric Stahl's my best guy right now. I know. I know. Eric Stahl. God bless him. He's very old. <laughs> He's my age. Um. You know. So that's where you run into. Uh, you've got to make a choice. And what better way to make a choice than playing the kid and goal? In a qualifying round. Perfect. I know. I, it, like, I mean, I know I know. to some it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, some of this has to be done with a long play in mind. Absolutely. And I do think players, though, I think we're underestimated. Like, yes, players are going to want raises, of course. But I think players also uh, players also have to understand that the money is not coming in to give all. Everyone's not going to get a raise. Everyone's not going to get the raise that you thought you were oh, going to get no. at January 1st. So that also means that that's a good leverage point for the team. The team is going to have to understand that, hey, we can give you only this amount. And I'm sorry that it like you were expecting a 25 percent pay increase from where you were what you were making in the 1920 season when it began, but that's no longer going to be the case for the next two seasons. So I think it kind of helps the Wild. I honestly think it helps the Wild. Taylor Hall is I ble- Taylor Hall I, I think he's screwed. Taylor Hall is going to have to take a. I might be wrong, but I think he's he's going to get lowballed, and that stinks. But that's also the belly of the beast. That's what we have to deal with. All right, last thing. I have. Line combinations. Oh, you want yes. Them? Yes, bring it on. Courtesy of our guy, Michael Russo. Also a friend of the podcast. I got line combinations. All right, bring it. Hit From it. today's practice. Hit me. Top line. Okay. Stall, Fiala on the right, Greenway on the left. All right. You are not a Jordan Greenway mm, fan. Don't like that. Second line, and this is the problem at center. Again, Erickson Eck at center, Cunning on his right, Parisi on his left. Just flip, flip, flip the two left wings, and I love that. Flip the two left wings, and I love those two lines. Flip them, and I'm all in on that. Third line, center, oh, my guy, Galchenyuk, my guy, who I think you would probably put like at the second line center at the right. You're going on Galchenyuk's right. Disappointment, Matt Zuccarello. I cursed him, but yes. On his left, Marcus Foligno. I don't hate that line. I don't hate that line. You know what I would actually do here? Tell me. If you're playing Parisi on the second line to basically provide stability and, and he provides some scoring punch there, I would flip left wings one and three. I'd put Greenway with Galchenyuk and Zuccarello and Felino with Stahl and Fiala. Uh, it's not great, but it's not the. I, I like Felino more. I feel like I know Marcus Felino, what he's going to give me in his game more than Jordan. Greenway, I think, could be good, but I'm just telling you, you're very down on Jordan Greenway. A fourth line, Koivu. Hartman on his right, Donato on his left. Yep, cool, fine. And then the... Um, the extras. And then the extras, the last line, the Iowa line. <laughs> Sturm at center, your guy, Jerry Time, on the left. Although I think you um, I think you bailed on Jerry Time. Uh, I, my, my, Jerry Mayhew on the left, and uh, <laughs> the far too highly played paid Victor Rask on the right of that fifth line. So that that's the extra line. Defensive pairs, Suter and Spurgeon. Mm-hmm. Of, of course, they have to play together. Yep. Uh, Brodine and Dumba is your second pairing. I I actually don't hate that. Don't hate it. Uh, Susie and uh, your guy, Brad Hunt. I'm coming around on Brad Hunt. I'm coming around. Marcus Felino maybe convinced me. And the He's extra is Bartkowski and uh, Louis Belpedio. Belpedio. Uh, and, and we should 
mentioned that when the Wild put out their injury or or their roster, uh, Greg Patteron is injured yeah. and out ex- for an extensive period of time. We have no idea what's wrong it, there. Who knows? That's honestly. okay. Who knows? Uh, goaltend- <laughs> goaltenders were, it looks like, getting the majority of the work, I guess. This is an allusion to by Russo, uh, Dubnik, and uh, Stadlock. And then... Um, forwards, defensemen, goalies not listed are in Group B. So, <laughs> so Capo, my, my guy Capo ain't ain't be playing against the Canucks at this rate because he is now in Group B unless he stands I on his head. I don't hate. I think the best thing you can do yes, sir. and give you a, the number one top line on the wild is Parisi, Stahl, and Fiala. That is, that is a top line. But are you taking too much away from your second line? No, I'm not. Because I'm going to put Greenway, Eck, and Cunnan who were phenomenal together. Okay. Right. They were they had great continuity. I thought that was a third and line I at the time. And I do think but, okay. the wild card line here is Galchenyuk, Zuccarello, Felino. If Zuccarello yeah. remotely comes back to who he was in New York and Galchenyuk is half of who he is in Montreal, yeah. I don't hate that line. Do you know what they're concerned about? They're concerned they're, they they are not flipping for, uh left wings 1 and 3 because they're concerned that a third line of Greenway, Galchenyuk and Zuccarello would become a glide line. Mm, They're concerned if they put those three together that they would glide around the ice. That's uh, that's the Judd Judd coaching you. Okay, all right. Well, Galchenyuk has that. He's got that. Not a great two way center. Well, but he's also but but if you but if things went if you put Zuccarello, Galchenyuk, and Greenway together and things didn't go go right, I think they would just glide. Yeah, like Felino works his ass off. He ain't the best player. Don't get me wrong. I like I like him, but he works his ass off. Um, you know, Parisi works his butt off. Flip, flip, I don't care what you call the second or third line, like Just whether you call it the second or third, but you flip Parisi and, and Greenway. want to practice, Pull okay? It. Yep, nope. This is a one-timer. We have had more things to talk about in the last hour. Uh, 21 than we minutes, we've gone too long. Of of the last Amen, the last brother, months. I love it. I love it, yeah. I love it. All right, we okay. are uh, we are, are done with Judd's Hockey Show one-timer. If nothing else, we'll be back on Wednesday for a full episode, and Declan wants to tell you this. Bash shoot score. Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.